Welcome to Openly Gamer Theater's presentation of Keepers of Calm House. A Mage the Awakening Chronicle. Hi, this is Sid, and I'm playing Thalia. Hi, this is Maddie, and I'm playing Mercury. This is Eric, and I'm playing Octus. And I'm Aaron, and I am the storyteller. following has adult content that may not be suitable for all audiences. For as long as anyone in St. Louis cares to remember, the Colm House and its owner, the Mad Mage Agravor, have been a mystery to the Awakened community. He rarely left or interacted with other mages, and no one was ever allowed inside his sanctum. A little over three weeks ago, Agravor left his property for the last time. What he was doing, or who he was meeting, is unknown, but sleepers found his corpse in an alley off Washington shortly after 10 p.m. Word travels fast in the St. Louis Concilium and by midnight, plans were drawn up by no less than three cabals to raid his sanctum at dawn. A solitary mage named Delb awaited them with surprising news. She presented documentation naming her as the executor of Agravor's will, which listed three young mages as his heirs. If they agreed to work together, the house and its secrets would be theirs. Now the three mages, a necromancer on the path of lead, a warlock on the path of chains, and an enchanter on the path of thorns stand upon the precipice of a new beginning. Behind them, the lies and struggles they had always known. Before them, the promise of secrets beyond imagining and the brooding silhouette of the Colm House against a fading sun. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm playing Octus. Felix Barkley Laurent. He is the Path Acanthus, and the Order is the Guardians of the Veil. A little bit about uh, Felix is that he is originally from St. Louis, but then moved away to Hollywood chasing his dream, which fizzled. And he was on the verge of living on the street when he received a package from Agravor, whom he'd really never met. And in it was a mysterious item that has power, but he has not yet unlocked it. My name is Sid. I'm playing Thalia, her real meatspace name is Katie Faulkner. She is a professor, adjunct professor at Merrimack University, and she's getting her doctorate in anthropology right now. Or she was getting her doctorate in anthropology, but then she learned some disturbing information and subsequently awoke. She is on Path Mastigos, and she is in the Mysterium. Hi, my name's Maddie, and I will be playing Mercury. Her meat space name is Piper Murray. Piper grew up in St. Louis as well um, with her mom and grandma. 
she was very, very close with her grandmother. And when she was probably about 15, uh, her grandmother passed away very suddenly, which caused her a lot of internalized grief that she um, buried deep inside of herself. And she took up track. And so she literally ran away from her problems for about 10 years. She is currently finishing up a master's in uh, counseling and psychology. She's finishing her practicum. And several months ago, while finishing up an assignment for her master's degree, she decided to confront the grief of her grandmother's passing for a uh, school assignment and found a grimoire that actually ended up belonging to her grandmother, which caused her to awaken. And she's also somehow managed to trap part of the soul of her grandmother with her. And so she is uh, haunted by Graham Graham. So Graham Graham is a ghost that just lives with you, follows you around. Yeah, I guess you could call her my familiar, but that's also my grandma. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> Everybody has now met with Dell, the executor, a estate lawyer. I would assume you'd probably all meet together at the executor's office to finish signing off on the paperwork. Maybe we've met each other at the lawyer's office, but maybe having not really spent a whole lot of time together, I think it would be interesting to have each of us kind of arrive separately. Uh, so Thalia and Mercury would probably know each other. Maybe not know, know each other, but at least have seen each other. You've lived in St. Louis, right? And been part mm-hmm. of the concilium. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Octus, you just came back from LA. So you were here previously when you first awoke and then you left and then you just recently came back. So you may not know Mercury or Thalia at all. You know, they're just two people. You don't even have a clue who they are. So, Mercury, you sign the paperwork, the executor's office. She hands you over your keys and kicks you out of her office. She does have a car. I drive over. You're the only one with resources, right? I am. I'm the only one with a paying job. It's the Etsy shop. Um, I sell Afghans. She gets to the house and uh, she's going to make herself right at home, immediately going for the bedroom with the best view or what she thinks is the best view. Yeah. So when you arrive, this is... um, Right off of uh, Lindbergh, down by Frontenac Mall. So the land, the house sits on about eight acres of land, heavily forested around it. And you have a long winding driveway that leads up to the house. It was built in the 1950s, so it probably looks like a 1950s. Let's say it doesn't actually match. It looks like a Victorian era house built here. Quite large, too. So you go up and you go inside. In kind of a stroke of good luck, Thalia has all of her belongings in boxes because she was very recently dumped. She and her girlfriend were living together. And then after Thalia got a little bit weird about like, you know, putting up cork boards and shit, she was like, hey, you know what? You got to get out. So she drives over. She has a car. It's not a good car. The tags haven't been updated recently because it won't pass emissions, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. We're good. She gets there anyway. She's going to take all of her stuff inside and she's going to try to find a room with a lot of wall space. So she's going to go for less windows. Okay. So you want one of the smaller rooms that are upstairs. Kind of got a weird shape, right? So it's got a lot of wall space with no windows on it. Well, she's got all of her cork boards. And yeah. shit. So she wants places to put those up. You've just got the one like gabled window right Perfect. outside here. Yeah. Maddie, and you're uh you're in the master bedroom. It's on the second floor. This is a three story building with a basement. Felix arrived. He took an Uber and so he arrived like shortly after Thalia did. So 
he'd been uh, staying at his mom's since he's been back from L.A., so he really doesn't have a whole lot of stuff because he and his mom weren't on really good standing when he left. And so, like, the things that he had when he lived here inexplicably vanished. He's not quite sure if she just threw them away, gave them away, put them into storage. She won't tell him. So he essentially has the clothes on his back and a backpack with his laptop and things like that in it, you know, slung over one shoulder. He's got his hoodie on because it's what time of the year is it? Uh, We'll just say it's right before Thanksgiving. Okay, so it's chilly. Having come from L.A., he certainly has not prepped for winter. So he's in like uh, thin fabric pants, not like genie pants, but, you know, just uh, like for beach wear. So it's, he's freezing as he comes like walking up and looks with a at, little windbreaker jacket, like a little, yeah, a little windbreaker jacket with a with a hood that un, yeah, kind of like unzipped that he picked up at like uh, Goodwill earlier in the day. Kind of looks around at the house, even though he has a key, he knocks. So Mercury and Dolly, you both hear a knock on the door. You don't even know the other one's in the house, by the way. Well, Mercury is unpacking and arranging her many black goth tracksuits and her many um, goth cardigans that she wears to the office. So she looks over at Graham Graham. Is there such thing as a goth cardigan? Yes, yes. There absolutely are. And, and, and was the first was, later. was the first thing goth tracksuit? Yes. <laughs> They've all got and spikes on them. They have spikes on them, and the the leggings actually have um, peaches on them. She's a fruit goth too. <laughs> Graham, Graham, can you can you get the door? I'm busy, dear. Graham, Graham can't talk. Oh, she can't. Well, I thought you could always. She's your familiar, right? She's a rank one, so they don't have speech capabilities. I don't think. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, is she always around you? Um, yeah, no, I, I think that Graham Graham probably sticks pretty close. I guess you can always see her, though, right? Or not? To my understanding, you can always see your own familiar. But no one else will know unless they unless she manifests. Yeah. She just is sitting there with a kind of knitting ghostly yarn and shakes her head no. Uh, fine, Graham Graham. You sit here, make another Afghan, take a load off. I've been asking too much of you lately. And then I think we probably do that thing that we just did out on like the landing where we kind of meet and just like, oh, Jesus. Thali was on her way out for a smoke break anyway. So it's no big deal to her. Felix, it's been like two minutes and no one's answering the door. Yeah. And I, and I turn and I look and there's two cars out there. And then I turn back. I just sit there for a second. And then I put the key in the lock and I like turn it and it doesn't do anything. And so then I'm like, Maybe I turn it the wrong way and then I accidentally lock it. Then I go, and then I turn it again. So as the two of you are walking up, that's when I actually do unlock the door and then kind of open it up slowly and peek my head in. Hello? Oh, hey, you finally made it. Oh. She's getting a cigarette out. Hi. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, I was wondering when you'd get here. It's been a while. I've been here for 30 minutes already. Was there a specific time we were supposed to be here? No. I just like to get places early. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, how, what am I supposed to call you? I, I, do I do I call do I call you Thalia and Mercury? Or I mean, it, it'll be a little bit awkward if we call each other by our secret code names. I mean, I'm okay if you call me Felix. I mean, being entirely honest, I accidentally uh, cursed myself with my shadow name. Um, so it's like a nickname that you like. It, it sticks, and you really don't want it to, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't really do anything about it. Hi, my name's Katie. Katie. Hi, Katie. Uh, hi, I'm Piper. Piper? I hold out my hand. Felix. 
So have 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 you all? I, we didn't really get a chance to talk at the lawyer's office. Uh, have you all been here long, like in St. Louis? I mean, I've lived here my whole life. Oh yeah, same here. Oh okay. I used to live here, and then I I just got back from L.A. And you can tell I'm I'm still standing on the on the porch. I haven't come inside yet, and I'm I'm shivering. Are you? Do you want to come inside? Uh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Are you a vampire? You can't come in. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, Thalia's like looking a little, she's like, hey, Felix. Mm-hmm. So d- absolutely don't take this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have to be sure. sure. Uh, are you, in fact, alive and not a vampire? Um, well, would I, I would know if I'm a vampire, right? If you're a vampire, you have to tell me. Oh, it's like, <laughs> it's like a cop, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then no, I, I'm I'm not a vampire. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a guardian of the veil, so I don't think they allow vampires in. Cypher kind of frowns a little bit at that. Oh, don't worry. I'm not like the rest of them you've met. Sometimes you choose your order, and sometimes uh, they choose you. Right? Hmm. I don't know. Does is that how that works? I don't even know. I actually do step inside at this point, and then Katie gives a sigh of relief. Close. He closes the door and then actually locks it. So yeah, um, I was kind of on my own out west. So I'm I'm not really used to group settings and and stuff like that. So you all in a in like a cabal or anything? Well, I mean, we're all th- I mean, we yes, we we're in a cabal all three of us. Wait, are we what? That's the deal. Yeah, that's part of the deal. So Was this explained? I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but I I, I don't remember ever agreeing to that. I mean, did you did you read the paperwork? Yeah, I probably should have done that, huh? Yeah. Was there anything else in there that I should have done? Uh, uh, yes, I also get all of the fruit gushers. I get them. I don't know what that is. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Candy. Candy. Fruit snacks. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't eat processed sugar. Oh, so you can have all of mine. Out. You can have all of mine. Uh, I, I try and stay away from anything that's not natural. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can have all of it. I don't care. That's really great for you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. It is and it isn't because sometimes fight, especially since I've been back, it's harder and harder to find like natural foods. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not totally picky. So if I have some, you know, I have something that you you all want, then, uh, you know, you can certainly eat it. It's fine. Um, speaking of which, um, where's, where should I put my stuff? And I just kind of bounce my backpack. Oh, well, I think that the only fair thing to have you do is uh, walk around the house and find where you want to park it. What speaks to you? You can stay in the living room and I wouldn't care. Literally wherever. Oh, you've uh, you've already explored the house then? I didn't say explored, but I did, uh, did find a, a room that spoke to me. Hmm. Okay, well, I guess I'll look around then. At this point, everybody hears loud church bells start ringing from the kitchen area. Is that somebody's phone? No. No. I hold up my cricket. Um, yeah. What's Eric? Did we have a a name for your mother? Like a like her real name? Yes. Um, if not, I have one. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. I, I don't. You don't get to choose your parents' names. What's my mom's name? Charlotte. <laughs> okay, Charlotte Lawrence. She insists that I call her Charlotte and not mom. Oof. I'm gonna go ahead and slowly get out my notebook and my pen and make my way over there. I'll go in there too. Like. Curiously poking my head in. You don't see yeah. any church bells. Hmm. Hmm. Is that normal? I don't know. We are still within the first 45 minutes of me setting foot in this house. I hope that doesn't happen in the middle of the night. I'm a super light sleeper. Ooh, that's rough. I know, right? So they go on for about a minute and they have 13 chimes and then they go off. 
Hmm. It must be 13 o'clock. So I'm actually pretty new to all of this. Is this like normal for uh, wizard houses? God, I have no idea. I don't know much about uh, Agravor. I mean, you all knew him, right? No, no. No? Not, I mean, not that I know of, no. Oh. Hmm. I, I figured you all knew him. Uh, I, I, I thought I'd be the only one who really didn't know him. Why would someone do something like that? Like leave their house to three complete strangers? It's almost like he was a really, really powerful mage who, who worked with time magic. It's crazy. Time magic and fate. I wonder. Now, here's the question. Are we in like one year from now when we're all, you know, if we all become best friends or whatever, are we going to meet Agravor? Is he going to time travel to us one year into the future? Uh, it's entirely possible. Cool. I- I'm learning a lot about time magic myself, so uh, it's entirely possible. I mean, Agravor supposedly was, uh, you know, like the top time wizard of St. Louis, right? So, you know, I mean, I think that's why, I, I mean, I'm... I don't know why, but I think that's has something to do why, with why he chose to include me in this deal. Kind of knows a lot of the same things or was studying a lot of the st- same things that he was into. So uh, I don't know. Maybe he saw something to me. You see, when I lived here before, I used to deliver for uh, a local delivery company and I would deliver here. And, you know, I met the guy a couple of times, but, you know, and then when I found out that I was supposed to be staying here, I thought it was really weird. I don't know. Maybe just like the way I look. Would be the first time an older guy decided that he liked the way I looked. Yeah, you know, I did hear a rumor that Agrivor was into younger men. Apparently, I have, I have my a type notebook, and I'm just like, "Where did you hear that?" Oh, you know, on the wizard web. <laughs> Is that a thing? She writes it down. It's pretty obvious that Mercury's lying, but but now that you've said something, she's curious. What do you guys? do for fun should we like get a tv is there a tv here or you guys into movies reading there is a tv but it's a really old like 1960s giant box tv oh big you know cathoid ray oh that's sick like the pictures like condensed as it uh the, the tube hasn't completely warmed up in like 40 years you're not sure the last time it was ever turned on yeah, I don't think that thing works. If it does, we probably don't want to watch it or at least sit too close to it. I was just meaning like in, in general, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, break the ice here. This oh. is the sort of thing that I do whenever, you know, I'm working with a, with a client. You gotta, you gotta break the ice so that you can bond and really learn about each other. A client, what are you like a, like a lawyer? Oh, no, I, I'm training to be a counselor, a oh. grief counselor. Oh, a grief counselor. Oh, that's interesting. So, I guess. I, I would think that that would be really sad. It is, but the whole point is, you know, making people not feel as bad about the stuff that's happened in their lives or give them a sense of closure for it. Well, what about you, Katie? What do you do? Oh, um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't really do much for fun. Um, I, I go to work. I go to school mo- most of the time. Um, generally, I do school stuff. Not, I, I'm, I'm on a sabbatical, so um, I have a little bit more free time as of late, but unfortunately, it's been pretty much taken up by some hmm, extracurricular research. So I, I teach. You go to school and you teach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm an adjunct professor. I work at Merrimack, but, um, working on my doctorate. So it's, it's, it's a process. It's definitely a process. Um, it's taking a long time, but I was 
maybe maybe I'll have it done by spring. Who knows? I actually got accepted to uh, SLU Law School. I start in uh, in January, which is a little weird because I don't remember taking the LSAT, but uh, apparently I did. So yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. here in a couple of months. So I'm just kind of you know I don't know if you any of you have any lines on you know like a job or anything. Just let me know because. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot going on right now. For fun, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't mind, uh, I mean, watching TV or, you know, we could watch movies or we can go out if you want to, if you're into that kind of thing too. I'm not a great dancer, but I can, um, you know, if you want to know of any clubs or places to go and do stuff. Typically not a club person, but yeah. I do, you know, I will say I do like to go to clubs and just watch people. That's fun. That's a good time to me or for me. Um, no, it is a, okay. So if we're all going to be living together, um, you guys will probably see me early mornings going out for jogs. Um, you are all of course welcome to, to come with, uh, if anyone is looking to get in shape, uh, I can, I can cut back on my, my route right unless you any of your you know seasoned runners i don't really recommend starting off with a six mile jog no six miles might be a bit much for me i mean i can run i i run you know occasionally but nothing like that are you training for a marathon or something oh no i just just what i do for fun oh cool yeah i uh exercise why I, I do tai chi in the morning but uh that's kind of all i do for the most part exercise there's a sunroom because tai chi in a sunroom in a morning sounds like a really good time. Do do is there a sunroom here? Let's go see. Yeah, I mean, I I bet that this house is a library, but I haven't seen one yet, so I have high hopes. We also hope there's a library. I would think a wizard's home would have a library, but then again, who knows? That's my assumption. Yeah, but what if he was actually really ahead of his time? And all of his, um, you know, books on magic uh, were converted to PDFs and he has them. Like, wouldn't it be wild if he just had a laptop? Yeah, sure. If we find a laptop, that, now that I'm interested in. Have it all on a solid state drive somewhere. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he was oh. he was considered eccentric from, from the rest of the, the mages in town. So, so having something like that would probably kind of set him apart. Some of the old uh, crusty bastards who... Uh, run this town they probably don't even know how to use a laptop which is quite frankly a travesty because the the amount that you can do with technology in regards to magic is actually honestly like unfathomable there's so many opportunities there most of my work i mean most of my work takes place on the internet you know most of my like anthropological surveys and things like that so yeah i mean there's there's a lot that can be done it the Mysterium, I think, especially really doesn't like to get with the times in that way, I think. But again, I'm not actually sure. I've only been with them for a month and a half. So a month and a half, really? Yeah. I mean, I awoke back in what, late July, early August, something like that. Oh shit. Yeah. It's like I said, I'm kinda I'm kinda new yeah. uh, to all of this. Wow. Congratulations. Uh yeah, you could you could say that for sure. Well, I mean, it's just like any other type of transformation, right? I mean, that's it's a it's a new phase in your life, so that's there. Congratulations are in order. Uh, it's been good and bad, I suppose. But hopefully, uh, once this sabbatical is over, I'll be able to get back on track with my life and finish this thesis and continue to do what it is that I want to do. But as of right now, you know, there's there's a lot of extra stuff going on. 
it's and she just kind of trails off. Okay, so what I'm hearing from you then is we need to celebrate Treat Yourself Day. Exactly. So there is a library. It is the entire north wing of the house on the first floor. So it's quite large. There are books strewn everywhere. There's bookshelves crammed full of books. There's books on a desk. They're they're falling off. They're in the trash can. They're on the floor in piles. They're just everywhere. There's also loose paper strewn about the entire room. And in the middle of the room as well, there's a desk with a laptop sitting on it. Oh my hey God, Agravor was a complete slob. I hate how messy this is, actually. God, forget the club. Catch me here every night for the next... Oh God, this is going to take two months at least. What, to straighten out? Oh yeah. I definitely would love to get in on cleaning this place up. Really? Oh yeah. Oh my God, are you kidding? Who knows what kind of stuff is in here? I mean... Felix rolls his eyes. Ugh. Do we want to do we want to take a look at that computer? There's actually a post-it note on the computer on the laptop that oh. says Thalia and then it has be a password written on it. Great. So, I'm going to go ahead and sit down then and type in the password. Hmm. I wonder why he would have addressed this to me. Interesting. I'm going to go ahead and start looking through files and stuff like that and see what he's got on there. What's what's he got? It's pretty standard stuff for what you'd imagine a elderly gentleman would have. His finances are on there. He was not very well off other than the house. But what really strikes you as interesting, you see that he has been on some of the same message boards that you frequent. Oh, okay. I start looking through his message board history. I say, oh, hang on a second. I know this one. This is conspiracies and crisis. I've been to this one. I've done research here. Hang on a second. And I'm going to start looking through all of his chat history and stuff like that. See, what's he what's he talking about on this? Uh, you know him. He started off relatively friendly, but in the past, ever since you, you know, right before you awoke, he's been basically antagonizing you. This son of a bitch. I cannot believe I have been arguing with this man for the past three months. This, I, I, hey, okay, so this is going to sound crazy, but hear me out here, okay? Okay, so... This guy, this is so this is this is a conspiracies website, right? And this is where I do a lot of my research. You know, sometimes people talk to me, I interview them, whatever, talk about, you know, hey, why are you here? What do you what are you looking to get out of this? Things like that. Um, so this guy was super into Atlantis. And in June, he links me to this freaking paper and <laughs> I think that this is the guy that made me awaken. What? Hold on a second. You're getting your PhD in conspiracy theories? Uh, I mean, conspiracy theories and legend and the intersection between the two. And, you know, kind of what what legends were at one time conspiracy theories and what conspiracy theories are going to become legend. So, yes. Yes, I am. So that's a humanities degree, right? Uh, it's anthropology. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what? else teach sounds about right teach i mean like here's the thing is that conspiracy it it touches our lives in ways that we can't even imagine and she's starting to look super manic like the whole thing with conspiracy theories they have always been around but nobody ever wants to talk about them because you know here's the thing is that on the one hand most of the time they're false but then sometimes they aren't and you know like (laughs) Felix gives uh, Piper kind of an oh shit side eye. 
Yeah, Piper returns the look and then just whispers under her breath, but loud enough that she knows that Katie will be able to hear QAnon. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You get it. You're, you're, yes. So here's the thing is that now that I know that some of these things are true. You don't actually think that QAnon is true. No, no, not QAnon. No, 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 not that one. Not that one, obviously. But what if, what if someone from QAnon found out that Atlantis is real? Because, hey, Atlantis is real. So what does that mean? I'm sure that if that somebody from QAnon were to find out that Atlantis was real, um, I'm pretty sure the Guardians would put the kibosh on that. And she kind of tilts her head at Felix. And Felix nods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are plenty of people who go around believing this stuff. But then the thing is, is that, you know, if if, if we confirm their beliefs, then then what happens? This is... It was my understanding that a lot of uh, conspiracy theories were put out there to deflect things from what we do. I mean, that might be true. That's one of the things that, that that's part of what I'm trying to figure out is who put these conspiracy theories out there and why? Because it, it, it doesn't seem random at this point. It, it, there's a pattern. You see, there's a pattern to all of this. Mm-hmm. And if I can just figure out the pattern, then maybe I can unravel this whole sweater, right? Felix is on a, currently on his phone and he uh he sends Piper a uh, a meme of uh Charlie from uh It's Always Sunny doing his, you know, conspiracy theory thing. <laughs> he thumbs up the picture and then renames the chat. <laughs> renames the the chat to um Katie conspiracy corner conversations. Is Katie allowed in this or not? <laughs> no, it's just it's just Felix and Piper. Great. It's fine. <laughs> she doesn't notice. She's still just like frantically scrolling through all of this chat history and she's going to be analyzing and like highlighting shit, printing off conversations, organizing. It's this is going to keep her busy for a while. Hey, should you uh memorialize the account? I mean, I could, but not yet. It seems respectful. I mean, so on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, if you had read through some of our conversations in the last, you know, in say June, um, this was not a respectful man. Wait a minute. Are you saying that the person who bequeathed us this amazing house mm-hmm. and quite possibly could be a mentor to all three of us was an mm-hmm. internet troll? Yes. Yes. Felix sits down in one of like you know the stuffed armchairs and just kind of drapes his legs over one side and just kind of sits in there and he just kind of. Uh... <sighs> so, Katie, I know you smoke. Mm-hmm. Piper, you smoke or two? Well, I try not to smoke cigarettes too often because it makes it does make it harder to run. I, I run out of breath a little bit quicker. I understand, but I'm not opposed to the occasional indulgence, certainly. Oh, you're talking about weed. I mean, whatever you think I mean. Oh, okay. Well, then, I bet your old boy had something around here. He could probably find it. Magic weed? Or something. He was into all kinds of weird stuff, right? Who knows oh, what sure. he's got in this place? After this, I anything is possible. Felix pulls out his vape and kind of looks at it and it's empty and just kind of sets it on table. So are we just going to sit here in the library and, and, and I mean, is this what we're going to do? Piper's already picking up books and setting them uh, in separate piles based off of uh, subject matter and Dewey Decimal System. Oh, we can. Or, I mean, if you want to go on a substance hunt, uh, what do you, is there something in 
particular that you're wanting. Please be specific if possible. Well, I mean, I don't have a list, but I mean, you know, I'm up for anything. But um, the other part of it is I'm kind of hungry and I didn't know if the, the, this place came with food or not or if I, I need to go on a grocery run or something. That's a good question. So, Heather yeah. sets the books down and says, I'll go find out. I'll go with you. Because <laughs> I don't want to stay in here. Piper, Piper, before you leave, sorry, I'm going to come with you also. But um, I know I know, I can see that you're doing the Dewey Decimal System, but it, could I employ you, please? Can we use Library of Congress instead, please? We can use Library of Congress. Okay. I'm glad that we sorted this out before I organized a whole bookshelf. Thank you very much for being forthcoming. Thank you. What's the difference as I walk out? Uh, there's a difference. How long do you have? I really don't care. Oh, okay. He left. Walk out as well. Piper fast walks everywhere, by the way. She doesn't like meander. It's all with purpose. Felix walks slow as fuck. You're a slow walker? I'm a slow oh, walker. Oh, no. Because, because whenever I get there, it's like always the right time. So, you know, it's like, yeah, here I am. Because one of my uh, rotes is uh, green light, red light. So it's like everywhere, every time I go anywhere, it's like, I just hit the green light. The elevator just opens up, that kind of thing. When somebody has that much like timing luck, why hurry? Yeah. You're like that person who's like, I can just drive 30 miles an hour because we're both going to be at the stoplight at the same time. Exactly. I, why, why speed to the stoplight? Katie is not like that. So, uh, so the both of you have like completely <laughs> like passed me and I'm just kind of like walking slow. Piper, how how tall is Piper? Uh, Piper is uh, about five five. Five five. Okay, cool. Yeah, Katie is pretty short. She's like five foot. Uh, so she's got she's got little legs. She walks pretty quickly. Actually, what do y'all look like? Felix looks like a blonde Tom Holland. Okay, that's very evocative and also wow. very precious. But yeah, a little bit skinnier, with like a shock of uh, blonde hair on top. He keeps it cut pretty short. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of it's kind of like this curly mop of of blonde hair on top of his head. How tall is he? Uh like 5'8, five, 5'9. Eight, five, 5'8. Five, oh, so we're all short kings. Nice. <laughs> Katie is like 5 foot. She looks really insubstantial in a lot of ways like like a like a stiff breeze could blow her away. She has like chin length dark hair with a couple of gray streaks in it and it's constantly in her face and she's constantly having to push it out of her face and she wears cardigans that are like three or four sizes too big which makes her look even smaller is that natural uh her hair natural gray hair yes it is it's the stress (laughs) she's an anxious person it happens hyper like i said about five five she is uh she's pretty pale um she's also pretty curvy. Um, before I described her as uh, big titty goth GF, and that certainly is the case. And she's got uh, probably about like this really light blonde hair that goes uh, down like between her shoulder blades, but she usually wears it up in a ponytail uh, out of her face. Her makeup rather subdued, but you suspect that's probably from working as a counselor. Right. One other thing about Felix is he has the thickest and fullest eyelashes. It looks like he puts liner on, but he doesn't. Well, he does those big anime eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Katie wears glasses as well. You make it to the kitchen all at the same time. Although, I actually, they pass you, Felix. Mm-hmm. So they make it to the kitchen. It is empty, except for when you're looking around, there is a large box of gushers with your name on it. 
in the cabinet. Oh my god. I I didn't know this man. She says she like turns around and like holds the box of gushes like it's an award. I may not have known him, but I feel as though we've always known each other spiritually. Graham Graham, look. And she holds the, the box out. Gushers, Graham Graham. Felix walks in and kind of looks over at Piper and then kind of gives that same side yeah. eye that he gave Piper. He gives it to Katie this time. And Katie also gives Felix the side eye. And then she texts him, am I wrong or is there nobody there? Felix just uh, sends you a gif of uh, Graham Norton just kind of bouncing in his seat. Graham, Graham, what the fuck is that? Katie says, are ghosts real? And she has like question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And you can see her like starting to tense up and get kind of manic again. And she's going into another one of her state. Then uh, Felix looks over at Piper and goes, "Um, Piper, honey, who is Graham Graham? My grandmother. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hey, Graham Graham, could you, uh, could you manifest real quick? Is, is, I mean, if that's too aggressive, then I get it, but. At the edge of the, uh, the island in the kitchen, an old lady appears out of just kind of like fades into view out of nowhere. Oh, thank God. Oh, I was so worried. (laughs) I was so worried, Piper, that, that you were crazy. I'm so glad Graham Graham's real. Yeah, no kidding. Hold on, hold on, back up, back up just a second. And she sets the box of gushers down, like with both hands, and then turns around and um, like puts her fingertips together in like the hand triangle. And she looks at Katie and says, you were literally talking about conspiracy theories. She was literally talking about conspiracy theories just a moment ago. And like, oh, I'm glad she's not crazy, too. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that you you think that you, you, you were fine with that. But all of a sudden I'm getting called nuts. That's why I asked. I wanted to assume that everything was on the level before I, I started worrying about that. Oh, that's the assuming positive intent thing that my ex, my ex always. Anyway, um, mm. great. Okay, there's a ghost. That's fun. Um, does does she, um, how, is she haunting you? Yeah. Interesting. And also she this really cool book note. that I have. Hmm. It was Graham Graham's spell book. Graham Graham was a, was a mage. There, oh, that's all you had to say. Mm-hmm. Hi, Graham Graham. Graham is sitting there knitting, too. And oh. then she's like, the yarn is just coming out of nowhere. And as she knits it, it just kind of fades out into nothingness. Mm. Oh, well, it's oh, nice to wait. meet you, Graham Graham. And I wave. Yeah. Can she hear us? Oh, she can hear you. Yeah. But she doesn't, she can't speak. Um, but she does sometimes leave uh, messages. Um, sometimes she'll like write something in condensation on like a, a bathroom wall or. Um, if she finds any yarn, by the way, if, if we're out and about, I need you to watch out for floating balls of yarn because she will just take those. She does sometimes write messages in, in yarn. Okay. Hmm. Good to know. So that way, if we see something written in yarn, we don't freak out because we know it's yeah. gram Got it. Okay. Sure. So does she, when she steals yarn, does she just, <laughs> does she put it in your, in your purse or is she just like float along with it? Um, I think that she floated along with it for the first time or two and then realized, maybe not realized, but Piper was like, mm, this is too high profile. This is uh, drawing far too much attention to myself and to my dead grandmother. So, so Graham Graham now does flip it into her um, big bucket purse. So now you are a yarn thief. Yes. Okay. I'm not usually aware that I'm a yarn thief. 
essentially what you're saying is we can't take you anywhere where there's yarn because eventually we're going to probably end up uh, on a list somewhere. Yeah, I can't go to Walmart anymore. Or Michael's or anything like that. Oh, God, those have been out of the question for months now. Well, I'll tell you what. If you need me to run to one of those places for you, just let me know. Perfect. Yeah. Um, do you guys have Venmo? Because I can just like shoot people cash. Yeah. Yeah. I start to download Venmo on my phone. I look and see if it's even on there. <laughs> so should we, I guess, should we take a look at the rest of the house and then maybe go get some food and stuff? Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. I mean, you eat stuff other than gushers, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I am older than six years old, though sometimes I would love to spend my whole life eating gushers. As an adult, I feel like garbage if I eat anything made completely of sugar after 9 p.m. I hear you. By the way, how old are you all? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 27. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that either means that Katie is actually 14 or 40. One uh, of those two. I'm I'm 32. But oh, that okay, ain't so, so bad. What's, what's yeah. the problem with that? Once you're over 30, you don't want to hang out with anyone under 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I... <laughs> You guys are, I mean, you're older. You're older than most of my students. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, you, you're away. an adjunct professor, right? So you teach what, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds? Uh, it depends. Uh, it's, there's a lot of seniors um, who forgot that they didn't do a, like, a sociology requirement and they take anthropology. And there's a few, like, continuing ed folks, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. night class things. Um, I teach... All kinds of classes. My schedule is a little bit um, erratic. Hmm. The doorbell rings. Oh, shit. I got it. Okay. I was gonna say, I, I, I'll get it. I, we can all three go get it. Yeah, let's all get sure. it. Let's go. Huh? All right. You open the door and there is a middle-aged woman standing there with dark brown hair, maybe shoulder length. There's a minivan parked in the driveway as well. Eric, you recognize her. Her name is Talaria. She was part of the cabal you were part of before you left for L.A. Actually, you would all recognize her. She's probably one of the most visible mages in the entire concilium. She's the herald, so it's her job mm -hmm. to pass messages. Basically, all, it's all she does is pass messages back and forth between mages uh, who don't want to use the cell phone. Oh, hey, Talaria. Hey, Octus. So glad to see you. Then I turn to the other two behind me and I go, and I point at myself, Octus. And then I turn back around. <laughs> yeah. And she's, uh, she's visibly like looking into the house too, like trying to get a peek into what's going on in the house. And I kind of close the door halfway. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we can up? all step outside. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, you're not going to invite me in? It's a little bit of a mess right now because we're still moving in, mm -hmm. but maybe. Sometime soon, we'll have a housewarming party or something, but we're not entirely certain about that yet. That is actually why I'm here. Apollonia is having her monthly meeting next week. She's a stickler for the traditions, so you have to come and present your cabal to the concilium. You do have a name, I hope, and announce what you are going to contribute to the Mage Society, to the Awakened Society here. Very Rather pointedly at you, Octus, like you could never contribute anything to the Awakened community. So then Felix kind of just kind of brushes his, uh, his jacket, uh, like the front of his jacket a little bit. And he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we totally have a name and, and, you know, uh, an aim for what we're doing and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to investigate so much stuff. Sure. So, so Apollonia's, uh, party is when? It's the monthly mm -hmm. concilium meeting 
with the counselors mm-hmm. where all anyone who's eligible as a member of the concilium can come and petition her or the rest of the council for anything they want to discuss. Is it like a dinner party? It is not like a dinner party. Oof. It's at the Gateway Inn, so please attend and be prepared to speak to your cabal's purpose. When she says purpose, she is eyeing the house, and you can almost see how green she is. Okay, thanks, Delaria. Thanks for stopping by. Um, hey, by the way, sweet sweet ride there. You got there, and I just closed the door. You all came outside, though, right? Oh, that's right. So you, yeah. you're walking so I just yeah. closed the door behind us, so she can't see. She says, this is for you, Octus, and she hands you an envelope. I open it up. Uh, it's a letter from Astra. Astra is the member of the old cabal that absolutely hated you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's an invitation to to meet with her at the Gateway Inn tomorrow night. Oh, Astra, she wants to meet with me tomorrow. How nice. And I say that with dripping with sarcasm. Solaria just laughs. It says, Apollonia told her to bury the axe. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, any other good news? Nope. My duty is fulfilled. But as tradition goes, is there anything you need me to deliver to anybody while I'm here? I, I said, do you have a pen? She like opens her purse and she's got an assortment of pens and notepads ready to go. Oh God, <laughs> I, I take the pen. I flip the piece of paper over that, that I was given and I, I write on there, I wouldn't miss it. And then I just hand it back to her and I say, could you give that back to Astra for me, please? Of course. Thank you. Dahlia, Mercury, anything for the Herald before she goes? Because I got nothing. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for g- giving us the message, though. Yep. Nice to officially meet you. Yep. I wave. Yep. All right. She doesn't seem near as uh, antagonistic towards either of you. It's oh, nice. all of her ire is directed towards Octus. She just heads back to her minivan. I turn and look at the two of you. Oof. Right? Uh, Ross, buddy. Yeah. What did, did you, do you guys have a history uh, there? Yeah. Oh, I used to be in her cabal, and then I left, and they don't like that too much. Hmm. Mostly because I think they thought, well, that I, I don't know. I'll probably find out. Uh, that letter that I got, that, that it was an invitation to the Gateway Inn tomorrow with Astra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm fairly certain that, uh, well, Astra doesn't like me. Astra hates me. Let's just put it out there like that. Let's just say that uh, I um, I got a little too friendly with her brother. Hold on. Oh, not to not to detract from the seriousness of this conversation. Is this a gay student house? Uh, yeah, I think I think it might be. Hmm. Do you think that was by design? Oh my god, I wonder now. Maybe Agravor knew something. Hmm. I mean, but I'm sure that there are more gay mages than us. Are you mages? Gages, yeah. <laughs> um. So I know that you're in law school. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, Piper, soon to are be. You... I'm, I'm not yet. Soon to right. be. Right. 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 Uh, P- Piper, are you also in school then? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm finishing up my master's. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm finished taking classes, but I have to, you know, get so many supervised hours counseling in. Right, 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 right. Hmm. There's a cat meow. Oh my! <laughs> Out of <course>. nowhere. <laughs> wow! All the mysteries of this house. There's cats. There's bells. Yeah. I would not be surprised if there's cats in this house. One yeah. bit. I mean, that'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But yeah, so Astra doesn't like me. She kind of hates me, and I it ha it, it's probably to do with Tom. But it, who knows? Um, I mean, Tom and I are still friends, so I don't understand what the problem is. And then there's this house, which 
I think maybe the cabal feels like if I would have stuck around, then they would be living in the house right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but sorry about you. Well, you know what? They should have just been more interesting, I guess, because right. what I see right here are three very interesting people that were, were chosen by a very interesting man. Right. Yeah. What What is the uh, What does the letter say? What's it got? Oh, yeah. Pretty good. The letter. The one I gave back to uh, to her. Oh, you just gave it back. You didn't. Wrote, did you? No, I wrote. Did I, you read it? I, yeah, I opened it up. It invite. It was an invitation. It was an invitation to uh, go and speak with Astra. Do you want to come along? Because I have a feeling that there's probably going to be something. Well, you know what? I should. Pr- I don't know. I don't know. Let's go inside. Can, it's freezing. Yeah, one. let's go inside. Um, we can like come and sit in the car or something. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, you can if you want to. I suppose. I mean, it, it's it's tomorrow, so. Yeah, it was uh, it was an invitation. You know, you heard what uh, Talaria said. Uh, Apollonia told Astra, you know, to bury the hatchet. So I don't know if she's thinking literally or if that's going to be bury the hatchet in your back. Yeah, mm. right. I mean, uh, Astra, like I said, Astra's pretty mad, and she could be acting alone, or you know, like I said, because of Tom. Or I should probably call Tom. Oof. Yeah, uh, now that you're back in town, mm, we'll be good. Uh, I don't know. Should I? I mean, I mean, what's the, what's the worst thing that can happen if you do? Uh, well, then I'd have to see him and stuff, and it'd be awkward. I don't know. Well, you don't have to. I mean, listen, take some pointers from me. I'm great at avoiding people. Yeah, see, that's that 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 was kind of one of the the perks of uh, like leaving is you know kind of leave your baggage behind. When you come mm-hmm. back, all that baggage is still sitting there waiting for you. You know, it's not great. And now it's musty. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have the best luck with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, I do. I'm all about time, fate, right? And mm-hmm. I have the worst luck with men. So take it from somebody who sees literally everything as like you know as truly transient. Maybe instead of focusing so much on you know time and on on fate and like when things are supposed to happen and how they're supposed to happen. You just kind of like live your life and like, don't worry about it. And I mean, if it's going to work out, it'll all fall into place. Right. Wouldn't that, isn't that what fate is? Well, but you're focusing on the end goal and not on the journey. Mm, Spoken like a runner. Mm, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can see where you're coming from, but I don't know. All I'm saying is like, I feel like people spend so much so much of their lives fretting over, you know, what other people think or how something is going to turn out instead of actually like enjoying life. And I don't know, maybe I truly think that people should just spend more time enjoying what's here instead of hoping for things that may or may not happen. Maybe. You could also just be like me, fill your life. No time, no time for partners. That's my hot tip. So hot tip one is enjoy the trip. And hot tip two is make yourself so busy you don't notice the trip. Yeah. Avoid your feelings. <sighs> don't confront them. Yeah. Only bad. Only bad things come from that. It's a big Victorian house. It's got to have a fireplace somewhere, right? You can't seem to find one. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. It's freezing in here. That's the most it's fucked up thing about so this house. Cold. Do you think there's like a boiler room or something like that? It's an old there's, house. There's got to be uh, something. We should check downstairs. Yes. Because I'm freezing. I mean, do you want immediate relief from that for a second? You're not going to light me on fire, are you? I'm not <laughs> going to light you on fire. Okay. First of all, I like you. Okay. Oh, thanks. You seem you seem very nice, Thank uh, you. and I, I would rather not light 
my new roommate on fire. That would be also um, a bad start. But also, like, that would just be really messy and really, really stinky. Do you know what burning flesh smells like? Because it smells really bad. I just sit there and kind of give you a squint-eyed look for a moment. So, so Piper, and she, you know, clicks her pen. Hey, so, so burning flesh, what? Are you familiar with that? And if so, how? That's an awfully personal question for our first day getting to know one another. Mm. That was an awfully weird thing to say. So is it a second day thing or? Okay, look, sometimes you run into people in a car and those cars catch on fire. I may or may not have, you know, been in a vehicle where where one such person caught on fire. Uh, It's fine. They're actually fine. if You can believe it. So more of a third date type of thing Mm. than flesh burning. I would say that flesh burning would be a solid never date thing. But if pressed, I would I would apparently bring it up on the first date. Uh, Felix sends uh, sends Katie the everything's fine uh, meme. This is fine. This is fine. Katie just sends back the the grimace emoji. Okay. Um, Well, let's go and see if we've got anything in the basement to warm this place up. And then I think we need to go on a food run. Mm. Uh, because otherwise all we've had in the house are gushers. Which are legally mine. They are legally yours. And uh, yep. uh, upon pain of f- fiery death, do we touch? Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh. It's not correct, but. But the sentiment is there. Okay. I did think, I did think that, that that line was weird in the will. But now, now that I see this whole thing, it makes a lot more sense. Hmm. What line was that? The line about the gushers I did not, in the will. I did not see that, no. Yeah. That's because you didn't read the will. You didn't read the will, dude. Read the will. I probably should have read the will. It wasn't even hidden. It was like just one of the lines. Yeah, it was just one of the points. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know how I passed the LSAT. It all just falls into place for you, huh? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Things happen. Sometimes they're really bad. And sometimes they're really good. It's never right in the middle. Never. See, meeting y'all, perfectly good. It's an awfully sweet thing to say. She just talked about burning somebody. <laughs> By the yeah. way, but if not you're curious. Me, but not me, see? <laughs> if you're curious, burning flesh smells sickly sweet. So do with that knowledge what you want. It smells like the world's worst barbecue. Like like you marinated it in like something sweet? Yeah, it's almost like you, you dropped like pork in sugar water for like a couple days. Interesting. It's bad. Now anyway, I want barbecue. You want barbecue? I, yeah. yeah. In the kitchen, there is a large door, and I say large. Think like a dungeon door. Shit. Yeah, it's an like hidden behind it in a little alcove in the kitchen. What's up with this door? That's like the weirdest door I've ever seen inside a house. You think it goes down to the basement? I mean, it looks like a dungeon or door. So I would imagine. a pantry? There is a set of keys, like the old key ring with mm-hmm. the big iron keys sitting next to it. Was that there before? I don't remember seeing that before. I I don't remember that. You were so focused on Gushers, I understand. And then I look over at Katie. Did you see I, this door? Yeah, no, it's always been there. Like, I How just... I that? So, this was here, when we were in here the last time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's always been here. Okay. So, where do you think it goes? You want to check it out? Well, yeah, obviously. Okay. Obviously. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, who wants to open the door? You're the tallest. You can go first. I look over and we're basically the same height. And I go, okay. No, you're fully eight inches taller than me. Okay. And I reach up and 
grab the bottom of the keys and shake them until they come off the hook. Um, and I just start trying the keys. First one. Oh, hey, first one. <laughs> and then I just kind of throw the keys, the ring up, you know, so it lands on the hook again. Or should we take those with us? Take them with us. I jump in. Just in case it locks from the inside. That yeah, would be a good thought. That'd be horrible. That's yeah. a good thought. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. All right. Uh, anybody got a, well, I just, I look at my phone and do I have a flashlight app on my phone? I, I don't know what's on a cricket phone. <laughs> and then I look at my phone and I look around and I'm like, anybody got a candle or something? I open up my phone and get out the flashlight app. Oh, that'll work. It's not the most atmospheric, but if you want a candle, I suppose we could go find one somewhere. I'm sure that there's candles in here. No, but... it's fine. I was just, uh, my phone is kind of uh, bare bones, so I don't have that kind of stuff on it. Probably need to get a new phone. You probably need to get a new phone. I think we can arrange to get you a new phone. Yeah. Now, especially now that I have friends, then, uh, you know, we can keep tabs of each other and stuff like that. Especially if bad stuff starts to happen, like people burying axes in me. That kind of thing. Certainly not ideal. I'll go first if you don't want to. The door oh. creaks open, and oh. it is a set of stone stairs going down and, like, okay. roughly hewn into solid rock. So I'll go first. An ancient set of dusty stairs in the middle of a kitchen? This is so cool. Right? Surely this is something <laughs> sinister. Oh. No, this is obviously, like, going down to a crypt or something like that. This is sick. Oh, I don't mean sinister in a bad way. I mean, just, you know, sinister. Oh, right. Sinister. Like in a like in a sexy kind of way. Yes. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> hand-chiseled stairs, nothing sexier Ooh. than that. Yeah, nothing nothing says sex like <laughs> like old worn stairs right. in my kitchen. <laughs> okay, I guess we go down. Yeah, we do. So the stairs go down about 30 stairs, and they kind of angle off to the left and go in a little circle. You get down to the bottom, and it opens up into a large, like, uh, grotto cave clearing kind of thing. Um, stalactites and stalagmites. There's also a faint glow coming from some of the fungus growing on the walls of the cave. With the flashlight, too, in the middle of this cave room down in the basement, there is a large self-standing stone archway. 